God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. What's that scary looking monster on your shirt? So the Nashville Predators. Oh, fuck me. What's that? That's our hockey team. He looks like he needs to have those teeth. Those teeth don't even look usable. Well, I've recommended him to my orthodontist, and but he's stubborn, and he doesn't speak English, so we'll see what, what happens with his teeth. That tiger needs some fucking like wood to chew on or something. Yeah. Obviously, they've been feeding that cat meat and not giving it bones to grind its teeth down. Well, that's exactly what happened. God damn it. I hate it when fucking animals are fucking not taken care of yeah. by being fed human bone well, and also humans. My second call after the orthodontist was to PETA, so, but I had to leave a message and their mailbox was full. So, And what, basically what you're saying to PETA was like, we need to start feeding this animal humans. I mean, rapists, child, child, you know, abusers, things like that. Oh, but yeah. yes, oh, yeah. hobos, oh, yeah. you know, but yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Okay. 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 I was having dinner with uh, two people that we know, but we won't say who they are. But anyway, they live in Austin and it's like, how is it in Austin, man? How are you guys doing? And of course the answer was great. Awesome. It's great. Couldn't be better. Nashville sucks. I'm like, well, you guys got a lot of homeless people living in tents uh, under every bridge in Austin. That's not such a fun part of hanging out in Austin. No, that's not true. We 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 took care of that since I was there a few months ago. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, we, well, they they had this thing where we were like, "Hey, you shouldn't have to go to jail if you're homeless." Yeah, which is like, like it's a good idea. Like, hey, just because you're homeless you don't shouldn't go to jail. So they made it so that they couldn't arrest you. If you were just like sitting on the street or didn't have a place to go. Now, unfortunately that turned into immediate tent city and tent city turns into where do we poop city? (laughs) And then you've just got, Hundreds of thousands of people in tents pooping willy nilly into buckets and bottles, and you can't have that. So they were like, "Well, obviously that's not going to work." So they're trying to figure something else out. I think they're like, I don't know what they're trying to figure, but they they're like, "Well, this tent and poop is not going to work." Right. And so they they turned it back to like, "Oh yeah, we are going to arrest you if you you can't just set up a tent in the middle of downtown under a bridge and and." we're going to, we're not going to let you get away. Man, that is crazy. Cause I just feel like just a few months ago when we were there for a family vacay, hanging out with you guys, I was asking someone else about it. And, uh, they're like, well, it was illegal, but then they made it legal. And then they would, cause I was like, how are they getting these tents? Cause I, as a camper, yeah, they're uh, expensive. Yeah. You can't just, tents don't just appear magically. They must be procured and purchased and et cetera. And they said, well, the city, will give anyone homeless a tent as long as it has an American flag on it, which I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that's what someone told me when I was there. I I mean, I have no idea if that's true or not, but it sounds stupid. (laughs) It sounds Texas. But 
so I guess they've since even since then they I guess they really are trying to figure it out. And nothing will really bring out uh how ill ill planned a a plan is like poop. Like feces. It's always feces that fucking breaks the camel's back, dude. <laughs> really they say it's the straw that breaks the camel's back, no. but it's that final turd where yeah. the the camel finally says fuck this and bends over and takes a shit on its in the desert i i've had many conversations with the faithful of my in my years debating the merits of the bible and how it was translated and all sorts of ontological arguments for and against god i've heard a lot of it uh some of it convincing some of it not so much on both sides here's the only proof you need to know that there is no god poop that we poop what a horrible thing we must all do every day. So horrible, in fact, that we basically pretend like we don't do it, kind of. And yet, it really is almost like the central glue of the human experience is we all shit. People say, like, well, everyone puts their pants on. That's not as good of a metaphor. Elon Musk sits down well, and poops every day. There are definitely people that don't put their pants on. Like, I lived with one. I grew up with one called my dad. <laughs> My dad never put pants on the entire time I knew him. Everyone applies Johnson and Johnson baby oil. Dude, he only started putting pants on in his 60s. But when he and does, even then, right. even then, only later in the day. If you get there early in the morning, you're going to see his penis. But when he does, though, he does it the same way everyone else does it. One leg at a goddamn time. Unless he no, just... He j- how does he do it? He, well, he's got that baby oil on him, so he probably <laughs> slip slides into him. He's, it's like a Dr. Seuss thing. He, it, he's got a spring on his mattress, and it propels him through the air, and then his pants, like uh, Dr. Doolittle, are fucking hanging in the air, <laughs> and he fucking two legs into his pants. Right. And then he's fucking on his way, dude, talking to animals. Yeah. He go-go gadgets his own pants. He go-go gadgets all the way to the fucking tv when you're retired you're just basically getting up peeing and then watching tv until it's time to go back by <laughs> which is at about 5 p.m <laughs> 5 p.m and then you're up at 4 a.m <laughs> yeah it's like that guy said in squid game that old guy he's like i'll keep watch i'm old we don't sleep much right mm, well i never made it all the way through squid me neither game. me neither dude i'm watching one of my new favorite shows called Grand Designs. Unfortunately, it's hard to get. You have to have BritBox to watch the last three seasons, which is a subscription. But if you don't have it, you can always sign up for it, watch all three seasons, and then, you know, do the free trial and then end before you have to pay. And then you can watch it all for free. I, I'm almost at a point now where if it's a British TV show, I'm automatically not going to watch it. Oh, why is that? I just don't understand the British anymore. In fact, I don't understand anything anymore. Uh, you and I were texting about Dune. And, you know, I respect your opinion about films. I have this other buddy, Hunter. He actually did all the artwork for my Lunar Satan project and my Vampire project. But super, he's like one of my only friends I can talk about movies. He's like, dude, what'd you think about Dune? And I told him what I told you. I was like, I hated it. I didn't understand it. And I didn't like anybody in it. And I, I couldn't even get through it. And he just couldn't believe it. And I, it's like when you tell someone, it's like not liking David Bowie. We've talked about this. The problem's not David Bowie. If you don't understand or get David Bowie, you're not getting it. Now, he made a bunch of shit, but he, the good stuff he made is as good as it gets. So I, I don't think I understand anything anymore. I couldn't understand that movie. People love this movie Pig that you and I watched. 
And it's like we watch two different movies. I, I just don't think I understand anything anymore. Yeah, I've only talked to one person besides you and me who watched it, and they were like, yeah, I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> but the guy, the guy who said he enjoyed it actually writes movies and directs movies and produces movies. And when I looked at it from his angle, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. They were just having fun, and it was kind of... It's kind of like uh, Dune's first movie that you fucking love, that Jake Gyllenhaal movie. What? What's it called? Enemies? Oh, Enemy. Uh, uh, Denis Villeneuve? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't so, his first yeah, movie. I mean, you like that You like that movie. Dude, how What's about that? a movie where... <clears throat> well, that, that wasn't his first movie, but yeah, a movie starring one of the greatest actors of all time in which he rents a video, and in the movie he sees his complete doppelganger, so he hunts the actor down, and it's not a doppelganger, it's him... And the, movie, and, then and the movie starts. And then, look, and then at the end, he looks into the fucking room and there's a giant tarantula. And then the movie ends. And you realize, oh, the guy's insane. By the way, spoiler alert if you haven't seen that movie. Well, the spider is a, is a symbol. But the movie begins with him. It's almost like a eyes wide shut. He gets this key and he goes into this secret room. And you think there's going to be some sex, some weird sex stuff. But all it is is this beautiful... Uh, uh, what's the chick from Roger Rabbit? Who's the chick from Roger Rabbit? Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit. There's this Jessica Rabbit chick wearing a fucking gl- glittering diamond gown, and she's got high heels, and all these dudes are standing around like sweaty and horrible, and you're like, what the fuck are they gonna do? And then all it is is they let out this tarantula, and she just steps on it with her high heel. That's the first scene. I'm in. If Pig had done anything like that, I'd be into Here's it. why, no. Here's why you're in to fucking Jessica Rabbit. She's all boobs. And you're a boob blind. You got boob blindness. You didn't see a tarantula. You didn't see her stepping on something. All you saw were boobs, boobs. Your brain was like, I like this movie. And now people are like, why'd you like it so much? And they're like, mm, must think of response that humans <laughs> will be okay with besides... A cartoon boob hey listen because uh, she stepped on a spider listen i am only i am nothing more than what god made me period <laughs> dude you have the worst case of boob blindness of anybody i've ever met in my life <laughs> i'm telling you dude no, we'll see we'll see a fucking if we see a goddamn gargoyle walking down the street <laughs> with boobs you'd be like did you see that pretty lady i was like i saw a monster with boobs and you're like, oh, was that a monster? <laughs> Did they step on a spider? I'm a simple man. Dude. A, but you're also kind of talking about me 10 years ago. Dude, 10 years ago is the same you that's now. You're just, you're just, you have a few extra layers of stuff. But yeah, those just, are called pounds. It's <laughs> called fat and skin. The guy underneath is still the same. I love it when people are like, oh, I'm grown up now. No, you're not. My dad's 80. He's like fucking 12. underneath that 80 it's not that you're yeah you know people don't grow up people just shit more i guess you can act like an adult until you get scared and depending on how scared you are is how back you'll regress yeah like if you're a little scared you'll be like um i'm uh 22 oh i'm super scared oh i'm 12 oh i'm terrified oh i'm fucking four yeah that's how it works by the way, period. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, well, I'm sorry to hear about your distaste of anything British because that Grand Designs is truly 
Let me just tell you the premise. I was going to say, tell me the deal, but let, but let me put this caveat at the top. Don't punish me. Don't give me the Wikipedia page. Just just tell me what. Make it. Give me the elevator speech, dude. I'm going to make this shit so concise. You'll be like, did you even say anything? <laughs> did anything just even happen? <laughs> Was I even told something? I mean, I have information in my brain now that's new and I know what the show is, but did anything just happen? Because I feel like I was inhaling and then by the time the breath touched my lungs, I'd learned something and you were not talking anymore. Because who's that guy, the show you like, where the guy that's like a goofy guy that just walks around his like Irish town? Hamish McBeth. <laughs> yeah, I knew you would know who that was. We're going to need mad men. <laughs> We're going to need mad men. Hamish. Oh, you're going to need more men? Can you say it? Yeah. We're going to need mad men. Dude, that Hamish McBeth. Dude, if you can get through a season of Hamish McBeth, you should check yourself into a hospital. Like you should like literally get a full MRI if you can make it through a season of that show. Well, tell me about Grand Design. So Grand Design is a show where it's it's an hour long and they follow usually a couple. They have an idea to make some dream house and it's usually some crazy place or it's some crazy building and it's impossible and they have very little money and they're like, we're going to do it for 200,000 pounds. And like, what if it goes over? We don't have any other money. We've borrowed everything. We've sold all we have. And so they're always like, you don't know if they're going to make it. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they get a divorce. Some people, sometimes people die. Sometimes it's just a fucking bones of something that was started and never finished and sometimes it's the most beautiful dream house you've ever seen it is truly a story of being a human being and having a dream and succeeding or failing and then this guy is just watching it and he's he's a beautiful guy and he's kind of funny and he you could tell he cares about these people but he it's it's like a biography of like watching it's like a wildlife biography, you know, where you watch like lion cubs being born and then growing into adults, but it's with humans. Hmm. The end. That's what it is. Anyways, it's a great show and there's 17, 18 seasons of it. <laughs> the coolest thing about the new season is they all start in like, most of them start in like 2017 or 2018 because it takes a couple years to build these houses. And you know, if they start in like 2018 or 2019, guess what's coming? Yeah. The COVID They're like, shadow. oh, should t- should take a sup- oh, oh, I have a feeling it's like October 2019. Oh, I have a feeling we should be in here in about six months. <laughs> I'm like, good luck, bitch. You're about to you're about to be on lockdowns, baby. <laughs> and the other thing that's funny about the show is like, anyways, each season, like, so the last, the newest season is obviously came out this year, but this season that came out in 2020 or 2019 like if the show starts and it's the year 2011 or 2012 you're like oh shit things are not going to go good for this people because it ended in 2018 or 2019 and it started in 2011 wow wow anyways it's 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 a wonderful show unfortunately there's no free place to watch it yeah unless you have the bbc 
a friend of mine told me about it and he said that after he watched all the ones you could watch he started ordering the dvds which i may do you know even i know I, I hate DVDs. those were good days though man like just think about the days of like oh i'm getting into the wire i need to go to blockbuster and hope they have season three on right. dvd and someone hasn't checked it out because it was a very popular show and then you would just take those little dvds home and it just created this like artificial but real boundaries i have these days to watch these shows i gotta work like i i I miss pre-binge culture that was like the first kind of binge when you could get shit on dvd i remember doing that with lost i watched the entire wire on dvd yeah i did the same thing with the sopranos and lost i think i know i watched lost on tv in real time but i remember going back through it on dvd did i tell you my lost story no I was in L.A. playing a show at the Roxy. Oh, yeah. And the cast was going to come or something, right? And yeah, they're like, after the show, they're like, hey, the cast of some of the cast of Lost, which was a huge show, but I hadn't seen it. They're here and they want to come backstage. I'm like, yeah, bring movie stars backstage. And then it was the four chicks from Lost, but they were just chicks. They weren't, they weren't like the chicks from Lost. And they were cute. I mean, those women are attractive and they're like, Hey, we're in the show. And, but you, you know, when you don't recognize anybody, you don't give a fuck. Like, was it like and Evangeline Lilly? It was the chicks. It was the hot chicks from lost were at the show and they were all together as a group, four of them. Wow. And they're like, have you seen the show? I'm like, Oh, I've been meaning to watch it. But, and this was young, hot Bob Schneider. This isn't old. What's your, what's your, problem bob schneider this is fucking young 20 2002 like i'm as hot as you get if you're me and they're like oh well here and they gave me the whole first season on dvd and i get in the bus and i put on the first episode and i watched literally i think it was 24 episodes it was something like that. The first season was, you know, that it used to be like seasons were fucking long. Oh, yeah. And I watched the whole season in one sitting, like over the next 24 hours. I did not stop watching it. Yeah. And then I was like, can I just go back two days and then propose to that chick from Lost? Yeah. And never saw any of them again. You and I are kind of similar in this way. I've never... I've I've never capitalized on relationships I've had with famous people ever. It just doesn't occur to me and I, I'll lose touch with them and stuff. But I have friends or people I know who are germy, slimy shitheads and they don't do that. <laughs> when they hang out with the cast of Lost, they get their numbers and they stay in touch and they become like friends and they go on vacations together. I know. And it's like, I always had this idea that like, I'm the cool guy that doesn't do that. And therefore God and the universe will reward me. But guess what, dude, there is no God. <laughs> so that doesn't happen. I just stay here alone and they are fucking kicking it in Maui with the cast of lost because they're smarmy shitheads. Do you know this hus- in life? I, yeah, I call them hustlers, but I'm the same way, dude. I won't take a picture with anybody like i was on you know we did that dave matthews tour there's no pictures of me and dave matthews yeah dude a smarmy shithead 
would be in his phone right now. And dude, we hung out. We hung out on the regs, and I'm like, I want to be. I want to be this guy's friend. And if we become friends, that's great. I don't want to be his fan. I don't want to be the guy who takes a picture with him. And I, I don't want to be the guy that calls up the guy because he's the famous guy either. But he'd probably like to hear from me. That's the thing. Like, <clears throat> I won't bore anyone with details, but I have had famous people want to hang out with me. Right. And I'm like, yeah, 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 totally. But then it just kind of didn't happen, and I don't really follow up. And then it's over. I've gotten so many people's numbers, and I've never... Ca- I've, let me name the people whose numbers I have that I've never used once. And they're not they're, they're not great. I know you've never reached like Lance Armstrong's one of them. I have Lance Armstrong's number. I have Dennis Quaid's number. I have <laughs> Josh Brolin's number. I have uh who else? It's the list drops off remarkably <laughs> after Dennis Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I'm I've met I've met I mean I had Russell Crowe's number. I mean, I've had people's number. I've just never used Wild Love It. You know? Yeah. I just never, I, I don't. Patty Griffin? Yeah. But I mean, I just would never, I'm, what am I going to do? I know. I'm the same hey, way. Hey, it's Bob. You gave me your number. I'm calling now. I'm the same way, man. <clears throat> oh, David Byrne. What? David oh, yeah. Byrne's David Byrne. Do you still have his number? I mean, I have a number that says David Byrne. Yeah. I can't be good anymore. It was like 12 years ago. I might need to steal that from you. Uh, it's funny. I was I watched an interview once with uh, the Edge, who's the guitar player for U two, and whoever's interviewing goes, you know, Bono has Bill Clinton in his phone. Uh, Jay Z. He, he listed like whoever the fuck Barack Obama. They're like, who's the most famous person in your phone? And you could just see the Edge. He looks tired and bored, and he just goes, Bono. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a good answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> the guy with those people oh in his phone. Hey, there is something I wanted to talk to you about. We got about eight minutes. This should eat up some of that. I went on a bit of a rant yesterday on my Metallica podcast. And you know, when you're ranting a little bit, actually, I know that you know this because you've known to rant a little bit and you get the feeling that maybe you're the only one who feels the way that you feel. And that's not a super great feeling, but right. also might comp- confirm that you might be right about it. So, a band that I love, a band called Metallica, uh, they hopped on this master class thing that everyone's doing now. Are you familiar oh, with yeah. master class? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I've, I think you've actually even watched a few of them, haven't you? Nope. Okay. But you know what it is. Like Scorsese did one, Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Whoever the fuck. Danny Elfman, maybe. Well, Matt Metallica did one, How to Be a Band. And I guess you pay almost 200 bucks, but you get access to all, all of them. David Lynch did one. Scorsese. I may have already said that. And I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to watch it for the podcast. But it did strike me as kind of lame. And I don't know. You, oh, you know what I was thinking about that you did? You did like a production thing with, um, was it Rick Knowles? What producer was it that you did one of these things with? I watched the songwriting production class with lewis bell but i only watched it with the idea that i would get some production tips in terms of how to make songs sound better how to mix how to record like that's what i was watching it for and it really just turned out to be how he writes songs and the process that he uses to write songs so it really it didn't help me 
really much at all because that I know how to write songs. Right. Well, I'll, I'll kind of briefly give you my sort of philosophical stance on this issue. And then I'm curious what you think. My feeling is a, none of our heroes did a masterclass to get good at what they do. Metallica didn't watch a seminar from, you know, motorhead. They just listened to the records. And then B, my, my big thing is you learn by just doing it. And I think if you're spending a lot of time watching other people show you how they did it, it's time wasted, not just doing it. And I don't know. I, I think I was having trouble like landing the point, but do you understand what I'm saying? Does any of that yep. resonate with you? Absolutely. Uh, I, I knew a very famous, very talented artist, uh, Philip Hale. He's a painter. Look it up. Yeah, I've he's, seen his shit at your house. He's incredible. It's really good. Yeah. Um, he. I told him I was taking a painting class, and he goes, "That doesn't. It doesn't help. What? What? The only thing that works is doing and doing it every day. Like you want to paint, paint every day, and in a couple of years you'll be a good painter." Uh, taking a painting course is not going to help. It's same with like uh, getting sober. You can go to rehab, but that's not what's going to keep you sober. What's going to keep you sober is going to uh, AA every day for years and years and years, and that'll keep you sober. So, uh, so ultimately, yeah, those those master classes and stuff don't really work, and they only work with people where. Whether they took the master class or not, they were going to succeed in whatever they were doing. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's it's like a diet. It's like a diet book. You know, how many people actually stay thin from buying a diet book and sticking to that diet? I'm going to go point zero 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 one percent. I mean, and the, again, only the people that were going to stick to some diet anyways, not because they read some diet book. So. I get it, but I don't think you can be mad at Metallica either for doing the masterclass because A, I'm sure it's very lucrative and B, they probably, you know, if somebody came to me and said, hey man, do you want to do a songwriting course? I'd be like, yeah, I've got something to offer. I've got something to offer people. But really, at the end of the day, as much as I like to think, oh, if I can teach somebody how to write songs better or maybe relax into writing songs more. Ultimately, at the end of the day, it's you're you're really just throwing in a few pennies, and then the person's going to have to either save them and do their own. They're going to have to do all the work. You, well, you can't you yeah. can't do any. You can't you can't uh, just because Ron just because you watch Ron Howard's master class on how yeah, to you're going to go make Apollo or, or Martin Scorsese. Yeah, you're not going to make uh, Goodfellas, right? Well, unless you're the guy that's going to make Goodfellas no matter what. I honestly feel like there's two sides to the coin of like you do your pedigree as a songwriter is is well proven. It's out it's out there for anyone who wants to take a take a peekaboo at the discography. However, at the same time, I don't think you know how you did any of that. I mean, there's a whole section of the Metallic one that's like how we wrote Inner Sandman. And I'm like now I've never written a song that big, but I've written hundreds and hundreds of songs and I know what writing songs is like a complete mystery almost you don't really know why 40 dogs happened if you did you just write more of those but you know what that's like it's hard to do that it's a yeah, mystery why some of these things happen you can say things like well you know a rhyming lyric is good getting to the chorus pretty quick is good don't make it too long trim the fat there's all sorts of really obvious things you could say but ultimately no, they don't know how they wrote understand man there's there's other things there's there's other things that i could tell people to do um, which will help them like 
the where where the magic songs come from that's all that's just that's all easy it's it's your subconscious that's a mysterious place to access how you access that though there are certain things you can do it's like well how do you how do you get in shape well you go to the gym every day and you work out and then in 3 months you'll just be in better shape than you are now and in a year you'll be in better shape than you are now and in 2 years if you work out every day for 2 years you'll look like anybody else who's uh lifting weights now but art's not really like that because you can paul simon's not writing it, better songs though, than he it, wrote you know Paul Simon's been writing for 40 years, but the best songs he wrote are a mystery to him. Well, and and you could say that you could say that about most people, but here's the thing. Uh there are things you can do to put you in a place where you can land the big fish. Like uh again, if you're going fishing, you can, you have all these tools that you can use to land that big fish and are you going to catch a big fish not every time. But you can set yourself you up can, to succeed you can set yourself up to succeed. Like if I was going to tell somebody, how do I write a song? I would say, well, first thing you need to do is you need to train the critical part of your brain to, to shut up, not fuck with, to not fuck with you while you're writing. And now some people do it with heroin and they write great songs that way because it, it tames the critical part of your mind. But if you don't want to get fucking strung out on heroin the the next thing you can do is you can you can do artist pages which comes out of the book artist way and you can write artist page you can do your morning pages every day for six months to a year and then whenever you sit down to write a song after that you'll just be able to fucking access that part of your uh you know subconscious very easily in a way that if you just sat down now and didn't do that everything that you would write would be like oh what is this bullshit and you just wouldn't think that way and now people don't know that so there is some stuff you can you, there are some things you can get people to do again they got to do them though yeah i mean you can't just do morning pages for one day and then go think you're going to write a great song you got to do it forever and 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 there are obviously all kinds of people who not all kinds but there are people like the kinks who wrote you know girl you really got me when they were 16 and that might happen. You might get lucky and write a song on your first month, on your first try. But I mean, if you look at Bob Dylan, who wrote some of the amazing songs for years, all he did was just fucking cover Woody Guthrie songs. Mm-hmm. For years, he would just listen to music, learn the song, and play it. And then at some point, when he was like eighteen or nineteen, he just started. He started writing all these songs, like blowing in the fucking wind. And that's that's one of my points, and we'll kind of end on this. But yeah, you're exactly right. His master class was probably eight straight years of just playing the great American folk songs and figuring out like what makes them tick. And then there yeah. came comes a time when he had to forge who he was and quit singing Woody Guthrie songs. Right. And thank God he did because I'd rather listen to Blown in the Wind over this land is your land any day i'm with you i'm not a huge woody guthrie fan so um well cool i'm glad that uh we converge on that this was our master class by the way you can see 180 dollars master class on how to fucking do the best podcast we've ever done you're welcome by the way send the checks to patreon.com backslash i okay <laughs> they're cheap we're cheap as fuck dude we're like we're like fucking whores from the fucking lay miz dude we'll we'll sell a goddamn tooth for a buck bitch <laughs> <laughs>